0: 1017 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty with Lewis R. Abalone in studio for the vacationing Aaron McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline, uh, Louisiana State Superintendent of Education, Dr. Kate Brumley joining us. Good morning, Dr. Brumley.
2: Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me.
0: Oh, thank you for joining us. We've got some good news. Uh, latest report, some U.S. News and World Report, Louisiana climbing in high school graduation, our reading scores. Tell us about some of these uh, statistics.
2: Well, I I think what you're referencing, uh, yesterday, uh, U.S. News and World Report uh, released their annual uh, rankings. Uh, and it showed Louisiana pre-K-12 education moving from 46th in the country to 41st in the country. So yeah. we're excited about that. Certainly not here to brag about being 41st uh, in in the country in something. but Well, we can brag about
0: climbing five spots.
2: Yeah, it does, it does show movement. It, it shows that, you know, if you really focus on going back to the basics and teaching kids how to read and do math and what they should experience out of high school, um, you can you can move, and uh, we feel like we're really primed to to further accelerate uh, and and get down into the thirties next.
0: And our well, where we're, where we are with our high school graduation rank, uh, from forty fifth to thirty seventh. So you know we're making progress. That's that's just I, I you know I want to highlight some good news.
2: Yeah, and and look, we we jumped ten ten places in reading levels, uh, ten places, and so we're really. We're really excited about that. Of course, those are standardized uh, scores across the country, and so it's 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 good movement. And uh, you know, it, it comes at a good time. This is this is Teacher Appreciation Week, and and certainly we we know that outside of the parent or guardian, uh, really nothing more important than a quality teacher for every kid. And so this movement wouldn't be possible without them. And another thing I, I would highlight is that when the nation's report card came out a few months back, we we moved from 46 to forty second. So just another sign that I think we're moving in the right direction, but but clearly, in a state that has been long challenged with educational outcomes, we we know that we have a, a lot of work to do, um, and we'll continue to do that work.
0: And, and a huge issue right now with uh, you know Riley Gaines is bringing a lot of attention. She's the NCAA swimmer uh, that had to swim against uh, biological males, and you wrote a recent letter regarding Title IX. Uh, proposing sports participation based on gender identity not biological sex tell us about your letter that you wrote
2: well i, I think it's i think it's the fact that we, we have to be vigilant uh here in our state and uh thankfully our legislature passed last year the fairness and women's sports act uh which says that in the state of louisiana uh, sports at that high school level essentially will be based on biological sex, not not gender identity. So mm-hmm. basically, biological boys play with boys in, in terms of sports, and, and girls with girls. And so, I just notified our um, our LHSAA, which is the organization that that kind of oversees high school athletics in Louisiana, that hey, the, the, the Biden administration is is has a new rule that they have proposed that would allow for Sport participation based on gender identity not biological sex and so I wanted to remind uh, the LHSA executive director that in Louisiana we we abide by the um, Fairness and Women's Sports Act and so uh, if ultimately uh, this proposed federal rule moves forward I, I think that it is something that Louisiana along with other states uh, should challenge because uh, to me uh, what the Biden administration here is proposing is the exact opposite of equality in, in sports, and, and, I, and I think that it, it, we have to stand up against it.
0: You know, Riley has has called for all the you know women who have to compete with biological males, which we know is just is physically re- restrictive. You know, for women to you know just to step back and go, no, I'm not going to do it. If, if you're in a race and there's a, a man lined up. All the women should go. nope, not competing, and and I agree with her. I, I'm not one usually for uh, a proponent for uh, boycotting, but I think in that instance there's got to there's got to be a line drawn, and, and you know we have to stand up.
2: Yeah, and this isn't you know my position on this isn't anti anyone or anti anything. It's just simply you know from a fairness standpoint, from a safety standpoint, uh, it's just common sense. That, you know, whenever we're thinking about high school or or college sports, things where we have public dollars, um, those should be divided based along biological sex, not someone's gender identity. Now, Superintendent Brumley, you wrote in this letter, this issue matters to moms and dads, coaches, and most importantly, the student athletes. What do you hear from the moms and dads and the coaches and the students themselves what do you hear in terms of their support or their opposition to the biden administration's guidance on title nine yeah i mean look what what i hear and and i think is the overwhelming majority position of, of residents of our state is that that they want to see sports based on biological sex not not gender identity we you know i think about uh moms and dads who have Taking their, you know, their their daughter to to, to swim lessons for you know, fifteen years. Thank sat, you. Sat that was one aditorium. of those parents. Yes. Yeah. Sat in the natatoriums, did the Sunday afternoon practices. Did you know? And and they have put their child uh, through their investment in time and their investment in financial resource uh, in a position uh, to 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 be at the top of their sport, to maybe earn a college scholarship, to to earn recognition, um, and and this just completely shapes that up. And, and and that's not fair, and and so what what I'm hearing is is that people agree um, overwhelmingly with the position that that I've taken, which is simply follow Louisiana law. The legislatures last year acted; they, they said that that sports should be separated by biological sex, not not gender identity. And so we're just we're just saying follow the law. Now now I do think it's important to note that the the federal registry where where the biden administration has this rule proposed uh is still accepting uh public comments for for just a few more days and so anyone in the listening audience who feels any particular way about this issue uh still has an opportunity to go in and provide a public comment
0: well there's there's a reason you know that there are women's divisions and men's divisions there's a biologic reason for that men's muscle mass is larger and stronger their hearts are larger their lungs are larger they have a physical advantage as a general rule over women Uh, obviously there are individual differences but as a general rule there's a difference for that and as a father of a former high school swimmer and ncaa swimmer if my daughter would have had to dealt with this i don't know what i would have done I would have come unglued I can tell you that. So thank you for continuing to, to fight that good fight.
2: Well I mean it's 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 what we believe the, the, the right thing to do to maintain integrity and, and safety and, and fairness and in, in women's sports.
0: 1017 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and
3: McCarty. Welcome back, first of all. Thanks. Thanks. I still sound. Did you like... find Bigfoot? I, you know, I kind of did, but he's, <laughs> he wasn't as hairy as I expected. He was, he was kind of, you know.
0: <laughs> you danced with him and y'all had. Not,
3: well, you know what? There was jello some dancing. Shots? <laughs> Uh, no comments. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm telling you. Beach time, there's nothing better. There's just nothing better. And uh, you know it's 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 hard to walk on the beach normally. Right.
0: right. Yes.
3: When you're tipsy, it's way harder to walk on the beach. Way harder.
0: I like walking near the water because the oh. sand is firm. Yes. You know. Yes. But if you, like, I remember when we were visiting my son in, in Hawaii, a lot of the beaches are lava rock. Oh, yeah. It's not, it's oh, not yeah. sandy beach. But, um, I mean, a lot of them are. But there's the sand is so thick. Oh, my gosh. If you're trying to carry a cooler or some chairs, and <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's, it was great. We had away. some we had some fireworks while you were away. I'm telling you. Cinco de Mayo. Um there was uh there were a lot of, of course a lot of celebrations going on downtown, uh, but there was some kind of some lunacy that took place mm-hmm. downtown. Yeah.
1: Um
0: uh, and and um and then of course uh we had uh the Shreveport City Council work session on Monday and then they had a they had a guest speaker if you will, who, by the way, wasn't held to three minutes.
3: Oh, he wasn't? Mm-mm. Oh,
1: okay. It was
0: interesting. That is interesting. Uh, Adrian Parker, I mm-hmm. think was his name, who drove, and I quote, 1,300 miles because he saw the video. Do you have? The, do you want to do that here? Do yeah, you let's wanna, do that
3: here. Uh, yeah.
0: This is the Black Panther uh, member addressing the Shreveport City Council.
1: Every white person up there don't have to worry about What we worry about when an officer encounters us. Our lives go immediately in jeopardy, and we fear for our lives. Because they want to escalate a situation for blinker so that they can shoot and kill you. That's what they do, and that's why we're here today. That's what they do. They want to shoot and kill every black person that they encounter. And nobody up here seems to want to do anything about it. I'm hearing a lot of deflection, talking about ISP. Those officers are still working and getting paid. The video is out there. They did what they did. They killed that man in cold blood. There's got to be something that you guys need to do. Forget ISP. Change that system. It's just bureaucratic you-know-what. It's a cover-up, it's a deflection, so that you don't have to be held accountable. They're waiting on the fluctuation in our communities to go away. They're hoping we go away. We're done with going away. We're fed up. It has to get done. Black men, women, and children need to stop being killed and slaughtered in these streets across this country. I don't believe that nothing can be done about it. I just don't believe that, and if you believe that, get a mirror and figure it out. Something can be done, and for my African American people up here, those black people being dead in the streets is you. Just as easy as it's me, it's you. Because when they encounter us, they don't care. The only thing they see is the blackness on your skin. And your life immediately goes into danger. And they can't deny it because it's been going on forever. It's never been different. It's time to change. We're fed up. We're not taking it anymore. We're not.
0: There's so much incorrect about that. So much. Whole diatribe that, and, and we don't have time to get into no. uh, addressing every lie that the man told.
3: We'll also ask the mayor about it because he was there during that speech. And, um, I mean, to talk about our police officers like that, that they look only at color, holy crud, man. Wow.
0: How many, how many people, black or white, are stopped and never have an issue? Because they're respectful and they comply. They don't run. They don't fight the police. They don't get out with a weapon.
3: And and when we say that, the state police report says he got out with a weapon, folks. Please don't keep throwing that out there like it didn't happen. The state police report, the preliminary report says he got out of the car with a weapon. That's just not something you should do. I don't care what color you are. Oh, boy.
0: Mayor and uh, Arsenault is going to join us coming up here in about 10 minutes or so. We'll talk about this and uh, the partying going on in downtown's report. Mike and McCarty, seven. 1017 FM 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty, Aaron back from vacation. We're all grateful. Mm-hmm, I hope sorta. you feel better soon, though. I still sound
3: real scratchy is what I'm going to tell you. i hoping
0: three, four <laughs> days on the beach would help, but.
3: I tried to, I tried to pump tequila in it and it didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: tried. Uh, we had a lot of excitement while you were gone. In fact, Shreveport Mayor Tom Arsenault joining us just after the break on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. 1017. 1017- <laughs> One oh one seven FM seven ten keel, Mike and McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker hotline this morning, Shreveport Mayor. Tom Arsenault joining us. Tom, good morning. Thanks for your time. We had uh, some fireworks on Monday's council work session. Um, We had a guy that said he drove 1,300 miles and is a member of the Black Panther Party uh, that began to just decimate the Shreveport Police Department. I I I was disappointed there wasn't uh, more of a response from either the council or the administration.
4: Well, uh, my 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 general view. I'm very supportive of the police department, and I have expressed that many times. Sure. So, uh, I, you know, sometimes when you have those people, those kinds of uh, people who have come really to create a circumstance, it is best not to uh, not to exaggerate the circumstance, and that was the course that I chose to take
0: probably the wiser choice. I'm not known for my cool-headedness.
3: For him to call out a council member as racist and for him to say police officers only see color was real disturbing. Is that is that prevalent in some communities that that we're missing?
4: I'm I'm certain that there are people that share his opinion, but they're very very tiny. And in my opinion, in my experience, they're a very tiny group of people, I think. Most of the people of Shreveport greatly appreciate the job that our police department does and the danger that policemen go into every single day that they're on patrol.
0: Okay. It was obvious he was just there to incite. He came strictly to uh, try to, to foment insurrection, and and I, I, I hope that it's, it's passed and, and nothing more comes of that.
3: Well, I certainly would agree to that, Tom. Let me. I'm sorry, Mayor. I apologize. Um, let me. There, there are some that we have go been, back a long. We do, go back a long way. <laughs> we were, yeah, we're kindergarten, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, um, there are some that have been texting me, and I've been out, you know, at the beach for a few days. But some have been texting me that Truthport's now becoming a powder keg, and there's a lot of concern about that. Are you hearing that? Do you see that? And, and are you taking some steps, some proactive steps now to try to address it? Uh,
4: I don't I don't really hear that or see that. Um, I, and I have I think part of it has to do with uh, some of the unruliness that happened over the weekend. Uh, but that that was really unruliness as opposed to riotousness.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes,
4: and, uh, and and I think there's a difference there It doesn't mean that that. We don't have to get a control uh, of the unruliness, uh, but most of the people that were involved in that were, uh, and I, you know, I am concerned about the, uh, I'm concerned about the homicide, uh, the homicide rate. Uh, there's not a whole lot we could do to prevent homicide, uh, other than doing what we're doing. And that is trying to identify the people who might be players and see if we can't, um, confiscate their weapons and arrest them for having illegal weapons or being a person who can't have a weapon. Those are the things that we're trying to concentrate on. And uh, we're also working on a uh, a comprehensive plan that will come out of a symposium that was held last Thursday and Friday, sponsored by the Department of Justice, that uh, community members and all law enforcement-related personnel. Were involved in to come up with some real strategies to deal with some of the issues that we have. Uh, that was uh, I attended the beginning and the end of that. I was not able to attend the whole symposium, but it was uh, some very good ideas came out of that that will result in a plan and a plan of implementation.
3: Give me some some examples if you can.
4: Um, well, I, I I think the main thing is to is to use uh, is to use the community and cooperation among law enforcement efforts uh, and agencies to gather intelligence about who the players are, where they like to hang out, uh, the kinds of things where you might be able to be present for some of these things, um, and at least put them under a microscope. So I will look for it. It will be a detailed plan, and the Justice Department will uh, summarize the notes, but I have not received all of
0: those yet. Okay, Tom, for those that uh, that may not be familiar with what we're talking about the, on Friday night, uh, it seems that basically the party crowd spilled out into the street from one of the nightclubs in downtown, and uh, it, it literally went into the street. They were blocking traffic, dancing on cars, and you make a good point. It wasn't in anything in anger. It wasn't any uh, riotousness. It was just uh, on lawlessness, and and uh, but what what uh, are you and Shreveport Police Chief Wayne Smith doing to address that?
4: Well, I met with uh, both the fire chief and the police chief for about an hour Monday morning, and uh, to develop some strategies, uh, not all of which I'm willing to disclose, <laughs> uh, because I think some of them will be effective and more effective if I don't disclose them. Um, but uh they're also looking at the videos to determine to what extent this was um a semi spontaneous street party and I know there was some of that uh and to what extent there was encouragement by any of the uh any of the institutions uh that are down there to encourage people uh, in that behavior and uh, i we have a lot of uh Video from private places uh, that had cameras up there and from the real-time crime center. So we're evaluating that to see if there aren't some uh, citations or warnings or something like that that need to be given.
0: Yeah, because what I understand, to... one of the clubs actually has speakers on the roof to f- to feed that music into the street, and the DJs were encouraging people to be disruptive.
4: That's one of the things that's under investigation.
0: Yeah.
3: Mayor Arsenault, let's switch, switch gears a minute to the smoking ban in the casinos. I ran the numbers. Um, yeah, I did do a little work on the vacation. I actually had some help. Um, the revenues are down for all the casinos except for Margaritaville. Um, and the casinos want to blame it on the smoking ban. I know you don't have a vote in this, but you could have a veto. Um, the council passed this uh, three years ago. It went into effect in August of 21 to ban smoking in the Shreveport casinos. How does Mayor Tom Arsenault feel about that ban? Do you support it?
4: I'm very interested in seeing the numbers. Unfortunately, our neighbors in Bossier did not see fit to take the same uh, action, and I think some of sometimes the the um, sometimes the studies that reflect competition don't don't reflect the nearness of of another another casino but i i want to see how this plays out with the with the council the ordinance that is proposed just deals with 25 percent of the area i'm very concerned uh, uh, about the impact of secondhand smoke on the employees who don't have a choice they can't they, they don't if they're smoking permitted those those employees who are like dealers and table workers and uh, those those folks don't have a choice um, in their chosen profession so it's it's something of great concern i think we'll see it kind of play out over a little bit of time and i'm going to take a wait and see for right now
3: it is something you could possibly veto if it passes correct
4: i certainly have the power to do that yes
3: is that something you would consider
4: I have to look at all all of my options on depending on how the legislation actually comes to me. I'd be a little surprised if it comes to me in the particular form in which it was introduced, but that's a, those are council matters.
3: Have you heard from any of the casinos urging you or this administration to reverse the ban? Have they contacted you? How did, do you know how this came about?
4: Uh I believe they contacted council members. They did not contact
3: Okay. Lastly, before we wrap, did, I, I'm again, I've been gone a few days. Did they pass your measures to uh, shift those budget amendments to work on streets and lighting and blight? To have, is that final now?
4: It is final. They passed all of them. And so I'm very excited about that. That to me, that's the big news. The big news is that uh, we have nine and a half million dollars uh, being allocated to uh, street construction. We have a half a million dollars for additional demolition, uh, half a million dollars for, uh, other blight abatement, half a million dollars for, uh, for additional litter abatement, and a half a million dollars for the, um, for, uh, street light repair, not, not to put up lights, but, but just to repair lights, replace lights in places that, uh, that need lighting. So, that was a big part of the priorities that we uh, that we had when we came in and I'm delighted that the council uh, saw fit to make those amendments and they all passed by 70 votes so I think it's important to remember that there's a lot of cooperation going on between the council and the administration and I'm appreciative of that
0: Mayor Tom Arshino you know I've I've had friends tell me uh, jokingly you should run for mayor and I'm like you know what I don't want the job <laughs> so I respect uh I respect you uh stepping in there and, and doing your best and keep doing God's work. Thank you, Mayor.
4: I appreciate it. Thank you all very much for having me on this morning.
3: Thank you so much.
0: One oh one seven FM seven ten Keo Mike and 7 fm 7 Ted keel uh, Mike and McCarty, Aaron McCarty, back from vacation, lounging on the beach. I would have thought your voice would be back.
3: It's not all the way back. No, it's uh, two days. I literally literally
0: screaming at those strippers.
3: Oh uh, Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Shh, don't tell that story. I'll, tell that now story. we know,
0: Reuben, what all those ones were for yeah. before she left. She had the...
3: uh, Answer this question for me. Okay. You're in the hot tub on one side and I'm in the hot tub on the other side. Okay. And we're chit-chatting. Where are you from? And we're from Massachusetts and we're from Louisiana. And she looks at me and she goes, oh, she goes, Uh, I I... wait a minute. (laughs) She looks out toward the beach. She goes, are y'all's beaches as nice as this?
0: In Louisiana. Yeah. (laughs) In
3: Louisiana.
1: (laughs) And I said, bless her heart. Bless her heart. Yeah, come on out to Holly Beach anytime. Oh man, it's so beautiful. Grand Isle, go down there. (laughs) Oh yeah. I looked
3: at her and of course I'm looking at what beautiful white sand. Oh yeah. Florida. Beautiful blue water where you can see the bottom of the ocean. I said, I said, you know, do y'all, I said, we have a little bit of beach down by Grand Isle and Holly Beach. It's not, you know, it's okay. But you have to remember, the Mississippi River dumps into the Gulf of Mexico in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. That's muddy, murky water. That's what our beach looks like. And if, and I said, if you like stains on your feet, it's a gorgeous beach. <laughs> should i have not said that <laughs> bad idea
1: oh no <laughs> bad idea yeah you're not doing much for the tourism oh, no. <laughs> no, i'm
3: sorry billy
1: <laughs> yeah billy Nungesser's guessers about to call
0: screaming yeah sorry about that you say, yeah you are, you know how good our beaches are by how many people plan their vacations to go to yes. the louisiana beaches
3: she did i did convince her to drive to new orleans and drive to see it you know she said you know we're gonna do that well they were just kind of just Tee total in the okay, world.
0: That's the next Sam's Club T-shirt. You know what? we have the mountains, Louisiana. Oh, oh yeah, white, sandy we need beaches. one. White sandy beaches, Louisiana <laughs> white with palm trees it. and the. What
3: <laughs> a great <laughs> idea! Let's work on that. I'm a Perfect. genius. You are 1017
0: <laughs> FM seven ten. 10- 101.7 FM, 710 KEO Mike and McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline this morning. Uh, Shreveport, uh, Shreveport, Louisiana Attorney General Jeff Landry. Uh, I'm demoting you, Jeff. Sorry about that.
5: No, <laughs> <laughs> I am an attorney general for
0: Shreveport. Well, that's true. I guess technically <laughs> that's correct. Uh, there's a new bill, uh, Truth and Transparency in Louisiana's Criminal Justice System. Uh, explain to uh, the folks listening what this is.
5: Well, look, first of all, I was hoping that this morning we would be reporting to everyone uh, listening out there that this bill passed uh, the House yesterday. But, you know, it, it it just amazes me the games that they play in Baton Rouge. Uh, and we wonder why Louisiana <clears throat> continues to have statistics that are really <clears throat> at the bottom of the barrel but this piece of legislation yeah the vote
0: has been moved to tomorrow is that correct
5: yeah that's what they say um you know but again i just you know i just all kind of games that they play and it's ridiculous because this legislation has bipartisan support it came out of the committee with bipartisan support we had victims from around the state many of whom were from the shreveport area like shannon reese uh, Anita Williams, uh, Wendy Benjamin, Michelle Anglin, <clears throat> who lost her daughter by that stray bullet, um, Sharon Brown, Cortez Collins. I mean, the list goes on and on. The people that are supporting this legislation just from the Shreveport area. And all this is, is making the records, the criminal records of both adults and juveniles. Con- uh, that are charged with certain violent offenses, open to the public. I mean, just think about that. And then in, in the Caddo, East Baton Rouge, and Orleans area, those records uh, will be available electronically to the Department of Justice, so that we can start to glean from those from that data. Not, and then it's not all the records. It's not opening up the entire juveniles' records. It's just certain things uh, inside of the record that people want to know so that they can track.
0: So people could exactly. go online and, and look up these these records.
5: Yeah, and, and, and again, it's not the entire record. It's not the entire file. It's not very um, <clears throat> sensitive information on the case. Mm-hmm. What it is is it's the case, the docket, the judge. The charge, the hearings, the bond, things that we and the public certainly have a right to know so we can determine whether or not those that are charged with dispensing justice in the state are doing
3: their job. Jeff, let me ask you, these records, and maybe I'm wrong about this. These records are accessible now, but you have to jump through a few hurdles. You're trying to make that simpler. Is that where, I'm, is that where this is going? And,
0: and also no charge.
3: Yeah, free. free. That, that's the other thing, too. Now look, it, in parishes
5: where the information is electronically available, it could cost a member of the public, a victim, almost $27,000 a year to simply access and view those records online. Whoa. Now, look. We've got some great clerks around this state. We really do. Now, the Clerks Association, for whatever reason, believes that the public has to pay for that information. Now, this is in criminal court, okay? And and it has the support. We've worked with Doug Wellborn uh, in East Baton Rouge, a fine clerk of court. He understands exactly what this is. And so, this is the only way that we can take the first step in taking back our criminal justice system so that it works for the victims and the citizens of this
3: state. And this bill only would be put this in place in Caddo, Orleans, and East Baton Rouge. It's kind of a step just to put your toe in the water for now, right?
5: That's correct. It would, it, on the electronic side, it would only take effect. In East Baton Rouge, in Caddo, in Orleans. Now, it would be sweeping across the state <clears throat> dealing with the juvenile records so that you could walk into the courthouse, okay, and ask for this information. And they would have to make it available for you, which, by the way, though, it, it, when juveniles are charged with violent offenses, the hearings. Are open to the public so we're not this is not some sort of lifting some sort of veil we're just making it readily available to the public so again we can hold the judges the DA's accountable when they're not doing their job
3: this would be some clerks would say this will cost them money because right now they do make money on these records Um, how would we replace that revenue for our clerks of court
5: well again here's the question are those re- should, should are those records not public and the the problem is is those clerks that are saying that are treating the criminal docket the same as the civil docket these are criminal charges okay mm-hmm. those clerks should be more than happy to, because remember, those clerks work for those people. The people in those parishes, the people in the parishes are their constituents. And when we're talking about the criminal Im- information on people who are charged with crime, the public certainly should have the ability to go in there and grant that particular access. And let me tell you this: not holding those people accountable in our criminal justice system, like what's going on right now, is costing. Parishes and the states millions of dollars. There was a there was an article that came out that just in Orleans, crime right now is costing every citizen an additional seventy two hundred dollars. In Shreveport, it's costing every citizen additional an additional fifty one hundred dollars a year. So the so the question I pose back to them is, what is the price that we it, it, so what you're telling is there is a price. And if if that price is too high, then we don't have the ability to hold our criminal justice system accountable. And so, again, this is like a no-brainer. This this is what the most it, – it, it just is so disappointing to me. It's what frustrates people uh, from around the state with Baton Rouge and the legislature. They go down there. They play these games. This is simple. This thing should have gone through the floor yesterday. It had bipartisan support in the committee. There needs to be no amendments tacked to it. We have the ability to access this information. The amount of money that it is going to cost these clerks is de minimis. It is absolutely de minimis. And and we have told the clerks that, look, if there seems to be some overbearing cost as we start to implement this legislation, we'll go back and adjust that. All right. But the public has a right to know the information on the people that are affecting their communities. I mean, right now, Louisiana has three cities in the top 10 most dangerous cities in the whole country.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
5: And one of them is right there where y'all are in that Shreveport. I mean, so how do we get a hold of crime if the public is walking around in the dark? Without a flashlight,
0: well, and, and there, a, there doesn't seem to be a downside to law-abiding citizens for this. So, good luck with uh, with the bill, and uh, keep us posted, if you will.
5: Well, we're hopeful. We look people who are interested, people who are listening right now. We urge them to call their legislature, those their representatives in the house, and urge them for quick and easy passage of this bill with no amendments on it. Um, we will continue to work uh, with the clerks around this state, but we collectively as citizens have to do something to get a hold of our criminal justice system so we can make our community safe.
0: Attorney General Jeff Landry, sir, we appreciate your time. Good luck to you.
5: Thank you. Thank you. Thanks.
0: Sir. seven FM, 710 Kiel, just in front of Paul Harvey at 730. Oh, wait. No, no, no. I diverted back to the 70s. Gee whiz.
3: 710 Kiel. Paul Harvey was oh, I know. Big deal. Big it was a part of my morning. Big deal. <laughs> For a long, long, long time.
0: Mike and McCarty airing back from vacation. Uh, no Bigfoot, but you did get to spend some, uh, some quality beach time.
3: Yes, it was wonderful. It was so beautiful. Saturday... Uh, Mike, I'm going to tell you, it was perhaps the most beautiful day I've ever spent on the beach. It was – the water was perfect. The temperature was perfect. The the temperature outside was 7580-ish. Oh, nice. Uh, the crowds nice. aren't there yet because school's still in session. I mean, there were still people, but it was just absolutely gorgeous. Our hosts were so – I mean, they were just incredible. Had a great time. I really – and spent some wonderful time with my son and um nice cold beverages and beautiful water it was just a good time great food we had a wonderful i needed to get away i needed to and i'm sorry i sprung it on you kind of last minute like i'm leaving tomorrow bye and oh by the way see you peace out uh, but it it just happened it was one of those things spur of the moment thing happened and well Lewis,
0: uh, uh Louis avaloni Stepped in,
3: good, great,
0: yeah. Always fun to have uh, have Lewis come in and
3: he's a good guy. Bring
0: his yeah, his perspective and
3: mm-hmm. absolutely And
0: then oh, Aaron, Ernie Robertson came in. Nice yesterday at, oh, in an nice. eight o'clock hour. I, I could talk to him for hours. Just
3: history. What did you learn from him yesterday? Um, Any big thing? Takeaway?
0: No, not I mean because it's it's I've read some, you know some of his books. Yeah, um, that that he's written and. Um, so it's just fascinating to talk to him about some of these stories right. about Shreveport and, and the people. You know, it's like we were talking about, how many times do you say, Uri Drive? Yes. Well, Uri was a person. Right. You know, right. he was one of the Shreveport pioneers, mm-hmm. uh, business pioneers, uh, Peter Uri, and, and that is <laughs> a major thoroughfare, A.C. Steer Elementary. Yes. We just think of it as a school, but mm-hmm. he was another uh, developer and pioneer in, in Shreveport. And so all these names mean something. You bet. And Ernie knows all that stuff. Oh, it's
3: cool. That is so cool.
0: And, and, uh, I want to talk with Gary Joyner also.
3: We'll have to work, work him in. Yeah, yes, definitely. Cause
0: he's another that uh, he's worked with Ernie on some books and, uh, he and Eric, they were all friends. Eric oh, Brock. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. It was
0: fascinating. So much fun. In fact, somebody wrote on the, uh, Shreveport Security Systems message board, uh tell the bigwigs to
3: give Ernie his own show. Oh yeah, <laughs> you can no listen kidding. to him for hours. Interesting stuff, definitely.
0: <laughs> uh Chris Lyon going to join us coming up after eight o'clock talking about the uh the smoking ban being proposed in Shreveport. Mike and McCarty what a- <laughs> 1017 FM 710 Kiel Mike and McCarty I told you several uh, a while back that uh you know May is is very expensive for me mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> may we have Mother's Day
3: yes this uh, Sunday don't forget
0: has um, our anniversary our mm-hmm. wedding anniversary coming up on 40 years
5: Ooh.
0: um and and then my wife's birthday. Wow. So, you know, you're trying to do something nice for every event, she Mike. She doesn't like flowers.
3: No combo gifts, Mike.
0: She doesn't like jewelry. It's a, <laughs> it's a waste of money to her. Yeah, yeah. So I usually do things like live rose bushes and oh, plant good. them in the yard good. and stuff like that. This year, she did she goes there is something that I want. Oh. It's it's kind of expensive, so just do one for all. She
3: doesn't mean that. <laughs> she doesn't really mean that,
0: but go ahead. <laughs> Just saying. Well, you know, she does these medical mission trips yes. for Samaritan's Purse mm-hmm. or with Samaritan's Purse. Right. And they go, I mean, she's been to South Africa. You know, she's been to New York during mm-hmm. the the pandemic. She went up to work one of those uh, temporary hospitals that they set up. Goodness. Um but there's a special, a bag that the, all these, all these nurses and travelers use. A backpack. Ah, okay. It's kind of large and they can, it, that's their carry on, but that's yes. their luggage. Right. So she, she does, she, you know, she wants one of those. You so took it's no care surprise. I'm working on it. She, she has to tell me which one she wants because there's. Mike,
1: it's
3: Wednesday.
0: A hundred and thousand. Well, but I've also got all month. Okay. If she wants okay. the one, now i got a card, you know. Yeah.
3: But. You need so, to you need to do something for Sunday, and well, I'm, I'm not, a big proponent of, you know, she's not your mom, so you need to take care of your mom for Sunday.
0: Absolutely, um, got it covered. Good, but, good. But my wife is the mother of my children. Yes, and so, your
3: children should take care of that,
0: I, <laughs> and you should have taught them to do that. They do.
3: Okay, good. I just
0: told you. My my daughter called her and
3: took her on a trip.
0: They're going on a trip to Colorado that's awesome. for Mother's Day. That's, that's awesome. taking
3: care of her. Yeah, that's. What are you doing for your mom? Uh, we're doing something.
0: We're doing a, a nice get together and and okay. uh, with family. All right. Yeah, she's Good. the same way. She does You don't. You don't.
3: Didn't, don't doesn't want much. Spend a
0: lot of money. You know, just it it's time
3: together. Hmm. It's the really that's what mom wants is is your quality time
0: and and my gosh you know I I treasure that I'm blessed to have her still with us
3: yes oh absolutely I know, I know that sure and you and since your wife won't be home it'll just be you and mom time maybe and, and with my your sister, sister yeah. yeah
0: and my sister and that's her family so cool and, so yeah we're gonna have to I'd give anything to have
3: my mom back
0: you, what do you have <laughs> planned for the weekend
3: I'm gonna have uh I'm gonna have a nice little JW got yeah we're gonna we're gonna go and have a nice little get together the two of us. And um, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. So I'll miss my youngest son. I'm sure I will talk to him at, at some point and which he always calls. So I'm looking forward to that. Just to, you know, it's good to just be with him if you can, if you can't, to, to at least have a nice con- long convo. So there you go. Looking forward to it.
0: 101.7 FM. 7- <laughs> 1017 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. Cato Clerk of Court, Mike Spence. We talked, uh, talked earlier with Jeff Landry about the truth and transparency bill. Uh, Mike, what say you on this uh, opening up criminal records to the public for free? Well, uh,
4: for the clerk's office as a whole, just uh, criminal record indexes and court minutes. That's not much of a burden to us, uh so their office has been in touch with me pretty often over the last couple of weeks on methodology and uh what it how it would affect us.
3: Are you opposed to this bill? No, I'm not opposed I'm not for it it's just it's one of those things that uh when
4: the legislature meets and they come up with things uh it'll affect us in some ways uh but but not much.
3: You don't generate a whole lot of money from records, do you?
4: Not in criminal, no. Criminal is, uh, it's that part of our office that uh, doesn't generate much fees other than paying for our clerks to go to court, a little bit of expungement fees, uh, but, but not much.
3: What would this change for somebody like me that wants to go look at your records? Right now, people can do that but they pay a monthly charge. Is that kind of what the deal is? And now you now it would be open to anybody.
4: For the criminal records, you can get on it and look for a daily rate of $20. And then uh, it just incrementally goes up to 360 a year that you can have full access to everything in our office.
3: And this would do away with that fee? Just for criminal. Just for criminal. Okay. And so anybody could go on and look for it. But I could technically, I could come down to your office... And look for free right now as well, correct?
4: Right, I have twenty public terminals where people come back and look,
0: research,
3: uh, oil and
4: gas, criminal, civil records, correct?
0: And and that access is free to the public. Yes.
3: Now, will this? uh, What I'm worried about is this for logistics reasons. This this is where you're you're going to be kind of in the weeds here. I don't want to get too far deep, but you've got to now kind of change your system up. To open certain records for free, you're still going to have certain records that in the civil on the civil side that won't be free. Is that where you are?
4: That's where we're, we would be set if this bill passes correct.
3: How long would that take you to make that change and make that transition?
4: Well, we've already met with software and services, our provider, who provides for, uh, I was told yesterday, about 42 clerks. Um, each clerk has different programs. In their departments, but ours, we are totally with them, and it's basically just turning the criminal program open to the public. With the they'll have to check a few things, but other than that, it it'll it shouldn't be too big of a deal.
3: One last thing: um, th- this bill looks like it only is for Caddo, Orleans, and East Baton Rouge. Ultimately, the goal would be statewide. Is that what you're hearing?
4: Well, I. I I've heard that, yes, and uh, I believe it came up in the legislature yesterday uh, that some legislators want it for all all parishes or a large group. So, you know, you know, if you go for three, you're probably going to end up for more unless people don't look at it. Uh, I am going to put a counter on it so we know how many people actually look and I mean don't so we can see if it's actually productive. One, bill
3: one last thing, if the bill does pass and it goes into effect August 1, is that enough time for you to, to get it all done? I mean, can you make that pretty quick?
4: I, I don't know about the juvenile part. The juvenile is a little, uh, little deeper, if you say, in the weeds. Uh, it, it's been sealed forever. It's been our custom that people don't see uh, juvenile records unless the judge allows it. So that'll be a little different because of the the nature of the court minutes. Court minutes in in juvenile are not like our criminal minutes. The judges sometimes add things into it as they they don't have the access to court reporters that we have. So they might be detailed and things will be involved that, that could be bad for the victim.
0: And there are restrictions on the juvenile records access um th- th- that's in in this bill is that correct yes
4: uh it's just for certain cases which aren't a heavy load in our juvenile court so you know that will take longer now, there's no doubt about that
3: got gotcha. you Mike Spence Caddo clerk of court thanks for your time today
0: no problem hmm 1017- 1017 and one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. It's Aaron, back from vacation. You don't oh. look that much tanner, though.
3: Wait, you want to see where I'm tan? Hang on a minute. Would you like to see it? Can you come scratch this Ruben? a minute?
0: <laughs> wait, oh. wait, wait,
3: wait. What? What? Lord. <laughs> Can I ask y'all a question, boys, men? He's sure. sure. got hair. Oh yeah. I'm gonna get in trouble for this. Please don't let the bosses listen to this. <laughs> when did dental floss for women on a beach become a thing? For dental floss dental floss for women that shouldn't be wearing dental floss.
0: Oh and, uh, and that's yeah. most people, You're quite talking, frankly. She's she's talking about string bikinis for I anyone know. who's lost. <laughs> but uh when did it become a thing?
3: Yes, Reuben.
0: Uh the eighties. It's been a while. This is not new. Yeah.
3: Uh, you know, could we ask lawmaker, This is so sexist, and I'm sorry, ladies. I really am. But if you're a certain size, just don't do that. Just don't do that. Please. It's the same
0: people that are wearing yoga pants that probably have never done yoga in their life.
3: And, and, and if you it's could. It's like me. We're yes. trying to wear
0: yoga pants. Just don't. Right. Don't.
3: And if you could, in your brain, when you put the dental floss on, imagine let's say let's say uh, John Candy let's pick John. let's pick John Goodman fat John Goodman.
1: Yeah, at least at least John Goodman's still alive. yeah.
3: Put him in that bottom, that bikini bottom. No would you like to see that on the beach? No would you like to see John Candy John Goodman? <laughs> Name another fat guy in that bikini on the beach? No.
1: i
0: didn't know. use my name. I'm just, I'm just glad. Well, I'm being so,
3: nice. Cause nobody wants to see that. And I don't I, even go shirtless around the house. No. And I know maybe you want to get a tan and you want to, you know, and all. Who wants a tan on everything but their ass crack? <laughs> Can I say that, Reuben? Yes. It's too late. Are you flipping over like you're you're on a skillet and you're letting your buns hang? I'm, no, I'm sorry, I'm on a rant and I shouldn't be because it's very sexist. But it's sometimes it's just inappropriate. And there's kids all over a beach, and there's dental floss everywhere. What it, do you expect little kids to do?
1: It, it has always been very weird to me that that you know you can be in a public place wearing basically the same thing you wear in a strip club if you're working there yes yeah
3: yes and and then when you get out and i saw one lady god bless her she's she's out on the beach and the waves are hitting her and the whole time she's fighting the dental floss like okay (laughs) you're gonna pull it so it covers more what are you trying to pull (laughs) At at
0: least it was women
3: Yeah, yeah. There's
0: nothing sexier than a
3: 60 year old man Mm, got a text out there with a friend of mine, a local lawyer, banana hammock on. My sister, I'm not going to name your your sister's name. My sister always says, just because they make it in that size does not mean that you have to wear it. Thank you, Jesus. Please, I'm going to go out there in a in dental floss one year, and I'm going to let the moon shine above. And I got a moon. Quite, <laughs> Ooh, Quite
0: is, frankly, honestly, most people you don't want to see naked. Most people.
3: Yes, yes. There were now. Now I'm gonna. My, there were some really pretty girls that you know. Dental floss is good for you, gal. You got it. You got this. You strut your stuff. But then and again, all the men on the beach are you, like, "Ooh, well,
5: baby."
0: Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yeah. Yeah. As a dad. Oh. You know, come on. Mm. I'm, I'm I'm that I'm, guy. i got to pull
3: my underwear out just thinking about it. Hang on a minute.
0: Oh. Chris Lyon joining us after the local news talking about dental floss. No, I'm sorry, talking about uh, <laughs> uh, the smoking ban being rolled back in casinos. Micah McCarty, what a one 1017 FM, 710 Kiel, Mike and McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. Uh, Chris Lyon joins us to discuss
3: the smoking ban rollback in local casinos. You have done a, a deep dive into the numbers and, um, it, it looks like, and I appreciate you doing this. I was going to do it, but I'm coming back from vacation and you did all the hard work for me. I appreciate it a ton. The, the casino revenues, are down but they're down for everybody the ones that allow smoking the ones that don't am i am i right about that
6: yeah you know Aaron, uh, welcome back uh, and thank you for having me on the show um yeah revenues are down um, on both sides of the river with one exception Uh, margaritaville has sort of uh, flouted the trend uh, in seeing increased revenues post pandemic Um, but uh, what's interesting is if you look also at attendance counts uh, which is the number of people that enter the casino that's also reported to the state, uh, by all of the casinos. Everyone's down about 30% uh, on both sides of the river. Um, if you exclude Diamond Jacks, uh, from the mix, which I don't know why you would, but uh, if you did, uh, Treeport is, uh, just a little bit ahead of the attendance drop of Bozier. Uh, if you include Diamond Jacks, uh, Bozier is way down in attendance. Uh, and that number is true on the revenue side uh, as well with uh, bozier having lost about $14 million in revenue uh, pre-pandemic to now.
3: Let me ask you this. I go down occasionally to gamble um, because of the non-smoking ordinance. Uh, Bally's is now my go-to. There's no smoke there. Um I love sure. it. I love that. A lot of people there feel the same way. But it doesn't really matter about the gamblers because they can go where they want. It's the workers, Chris, that I talk to on a regular basis who have to stand there in front of people that blow smoke on them. They are thrilled. Um, I don't understand. I don't understand the motivation to roll this back. If you're saying it's economics, the numbers don't bear that out. So what else is it?
6: Well, that's a really great question, Aaron. And, you know, it's interesting that uh, Tom earlier on the show today mentioned that the casinos had not reached out to him. um, But he said that he thought that they reached out to city council members. And honestly, I'm not sure why they weren't at the meeting yesterday. If it was so important to their bottom line, why wouldn't the casinos send a representative? They're only five blocks away from City Hall. Because it's a done deal,
3: Chris. That's what I'm hearing. Because it's a done deal. They're going to roll it back. I'm afraid of that.
6: Well, I mean it's it's tough, you know, the the council member that introduced the legislation has a, a employment history with the casinos, they've donated to her nonprofit. You're referring to Tabitha Taylor. She, I am referring to Tabitha Taylor and, you know, I'm not saying that there's anything untoward, but there certainly is an image problem there uh that as you said the numbers don't match up. The testimony from the workers, 70% of casino goers nationwide would prefer that uh, they have a smoke-free environment. Uh, hold the hold,
3: hold show, Chris Lyon. Hold the show. <laughs> <laughs> they've donated. Yeah, to, I, they've donated to her nonprofit. Tell me her nonprofit. Right. Tell me her nonprofit and which casinos have donated to it.
6: You know, I don't know the name of her nonprofit, um, but this is something that uh, I was looking up. Uh, it's, the, it's a really wonderful cause, um, but. I don't have the name of it off the top of my head. It's, okay, it's we need to. Di-
3: we, we, will, you dig into the, will you dig but, into that? Will you dig into that? And I will dig into that. Sure. and We will find. And
6: th- it's, I know for sure that the El Dorado uh, Casino, which is now Valley's, um, you know, different ownership and and all that, uh, and her former employer uh, were sponsors of uh, her nonprofit in the past. Um, but again, I, I think that, you know, my concern yesterday was that there wasn't a representative you know from the casinos there but perhaps they they do feel like someone was there for them and i i don't know uh if that's if that's the case or not but the argument that the economics are upside down because of smoke is not borne out by the data
0: talking with chris lyon chris you work for film prize and uh, that's your full-time job is that correct well, I'm, I'm a documentary
6: filmmaker, and I certainly work with prize. But this is yeah. this work is being done outside of that. So,
0: sure. so, what's your interest in in this?
6: Well, um, I was a former smoker. Uh, first and foremost, uh, I picked up smoking in bars and casinos, and uh, that was a, a habit that I'm, you know, ashamed that I had a part of my life because it did impact my health. I am concerned about how it will impact my health going forward, and I'm honestly a, a ashamed of. You know, the fact that I did smoke indoors and subjected people to that. As I got out of smoking and I, you know, watched the uh, impact that it had on other people, it was important to me to uh, try to right that wrong by supporting healthy workplaces for uh, everyone. And that's bars, casinos, just as it is in restaurants and hospitals.
3: Chris, let me ask you this. Do you have the data? I'm sure somebody does. Uh, The casino workers, the vast majority of them, our black folks, we've heard the data about black folks and and lung disease and respiratory illness and COPD and the list goes on and on. And now th- now you're you want to subject these same folks again to this secondhand smoke. Um do they not hear the health problems, the health issues?
6: Well, I mean at the end of the day, you know, the the studies that are going on, uh, there's actually a really great um study that's being done by an organization in las vegas that actually does marketing research for casinos and uh you know the truth is is that money speaks um you know and if there's a perception right or wrong that uh something is impacting revenues then that's going to be a focus
0: Um, but honestly well you must have been uh, reading my mind because when when it when nothing makes sense the phrase follow the money comes to my mind
3: mm-hmm.
0: it, it right there's what is the upside to allowing if if it hasn't affected revenues then what's the upside who, who who's benefiting and i'm not accusing i'm just asking the question
6: well thank you uh local tuckle carlson uh for asking the question i mean I, I think that it's it's a question uh that remains open but i think that at the end of the day what we know is is that yesterday uh doctors and public health officials and community members showed up to uh, stand up once again, uh, to have to fight this battle once again for worker health and for workplace safety. Uh, and we've shown that the numbers don't bear out the argument. And so I'm really hoping that the council members, uh, Council Member Jim, Jim Taliaferro, seemed really interested in hearing about those numbers. And I hope that uh, that data, if not the public health uh, implications, will the uh, council to make the right choice here, which, to be very clear, the right choice is to leave the ban in place as it is to not provide any exemptions for any percentage of any floor of a casino. Please. Because 100 percent of workers, rec- you know, deserve a healthy environment. One Absolutely. more thing, our
3: last 30 seconds, Chris. Will if we roll this smoking ban back for our casinos, will we be the only community in America to have done this?
1: Uh,
6: that is the that is what the research has shown. That uh, every community that has implemented a smoking ban has left it in place, and we would be the first, to my knowledge.
3: Oh, god! Absolutely. Thanks for all your hard and work on we this. We don't need it.
6: Yeah. This is uh, to eat up the last thirty seconds here. This is something that uh, Shreveport should not stand by if they have an opinion about this, for or against. They should be uh, calling City
0: Council. Well, because they then what's next mayor. we're gonna allow smoking in restaurants now it's we're back going in to... our
3: bars and casinos. yeah we're we'll back I everywhere mean,
0: yeah
3: well that's the question because you know
6: if a casino is allowed to do it a bar may say well why not me
1: exactly they'd
6: be well within their rights to have that question and that's why it's important to leave the the ban in place uh you know because it is about worker health it is about fairness in the market
3: and mm-hmm. I think
0: that's the best way to go
3: Chris thanks for your time your hard work on this we appreciate it
4: you got it. Mm-hmm. 101.
0: one 7 FM, 710 Keel. Mike and McCarty. This, it's, it's, this is an interesting proposition for sure, mm-hmm. uh, talking about rolling back the smoking ban that's already in place at uh, Shreveport Casinos.
3: Yes, and and Chris Lyon referred to um, a non that he alleged that uh, Councilwoman Tabitha Taylor is president of or director of. And, and I got a text from a few people now that it's the Odyssey Foundation for Autism. Um, I have gone – I'm looking right now at the Secretary of State's website to search for that nonprofit. And I have found one that's a different name, but it's called the Odyssey Foundation for the Arts, um, located on Milam Street in Shreveport. It's in good standing as of April 30th. Um, the officers well, – That's quite quite a
0: difference from yeah, autism.
3: It's a different name. Uh, Tabitha H. Taylor is the director. It also lists Danny Malone as the registered agent, who is also a local guy who's had, you know, who's dipped his toe in politics a few times. Um, I'm going to start working on donors to this group to find out, are there indeed donors to this company from the casinos um, that would directly benefit a Councilwoman Taylor? I would like to know the motivation. Can she send me some data? To show the motivation. And I find it interesting that the casinos did not go to the mayor of our community and say, hey, could you least look at this? We're hurting. Could you help us? They went directly to council members. But according
0: I, to Lions numbers... Mm-hmm. the The numbers don't bear that out.
3: No, the numbers don't, and, and that you they're can, hurting you can because see, of the
0: smoking ban.
3: You can see the numbers right now at keelnews. dot com. You can track the numbers have gone down for all of the casinos in our market. Margaritaville has shown a slight spike, but the gambling numbers, the number of gamblers. Is all down. It's kind of like a stair step okay. down.
0: So, my my question also is: This brings up to me interest in okay, the new owners for Diamond Jacks. What mm-hmm. is what is this? Does this alter their plans at all? Or
3: I, you know, I, they're what, moving forward with a major a gambling a facility brand new facility on land. And that's the thing that Margaritaville has over the others. It's land-based. It's different. It's not a riverboat where some people you feel confined. It's a much bigger, wider. But I know on my I drive drove- down to Florida, I saw billboards for casinos over and over again, the area's non-smoking casino. Our casinos have not marketed that yet. Yeah. They have not done their job yet, in my view, Market yourself. We're a non-smoking casino. 75% of your customers don't smoke. 75%.
0: That's an interesting figure. I wouldn't have thought that.
3: Yes, and they've and they said that over and over again yesterday. Market to them. Push that. Well, Send that message out there.
0: And like Chris said, uh, the, the huge uh, uh, component of this is the employees yes. that are exposed to that.
3: You're, you're showing such disdain for your workers. And I can't tell you names because they're not going to give me names. I can tell you that I have spoken personally, me to them, about casino workers who have lung issues and they've never smoked. Mm-hmm. They are going to respiratory people because they have lung issues. They've never smoked. They've been subjected to it. I'm getting crazy. You know my father died of emphysema, folks. I'm just putting that out there from a long time smoking. He started smoking in the Marines, died at age 61 from smoking. Mm.
0: Younger than we are now. Yes, by the way.
3: Exactly. Yeah. It's frustrating that that somebody would put economics over the health of our citizens. Shame on you. Shame on you.
0: Mayor Tom Arsenault spoke with us earlier this morning about the, uh, well, a lot of things, actually, including uh, some of the craziness that went on downtown Shreveport. Hear that conversation at 840 with Mike and McCarty. Very Mayor Tom Arsenault joined us earlier this morning talking about uh, the city council uh, work session from Monday. Also, the uh, the uh, partying in the streets from Friday night. We'll hear from him next. Mike and McCarty. 1017-F- FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty, and on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline, Shreveport Mayor Tom Arsenault. Uh, Tom, a member of the Black Panther Party, drove into Shreveport to address the city council and basically called all Shreveport police officers racists who want to kill all black people. Absurd, but I'm surprised there wasn't more of a reaction from uh, city officials
4: well uh, my 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 general view I'm very supportive of the police department, and I have expressed that many times sure that, uh uh you know sometimes when you have those people those kinds of uh people who have come really to create a circumstance, it is best not to uh not to exaggerate the circumstance, and that was the course that I chose to take.
3: For
0: Probably the wiser choice. I'm not known for my cool-headedness.
3: For him to call out a council member as racist and for him to say police officers only see color was real disturbing. Is that is that prevalent in some communities that, that we're missing?
4: I'm, I'm certain that there are people that share his opinion, but they're very, very tiny. In my opinion, in my experience, they're a very tiny group of people, I think. Most of the people of Freeport greatly appreciate the job that our police department does and the danger that policemen go into every single day that they're on patrol.
0: Okay. It was obvious he was just there to incite. He came strictly to uh, try to, to foment insurrection, and and I, I, I hope that it's, it's passed and, and nothing more comes of that. Well, I certainly would agree to that.
3: Tom, let me I'm sorry, mayor. I apologize. Um, let me there there are some that we have go been go
5: back a long do, we go back a long way. <laughs> we were
3: yeah, we're kindergarten, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Um, there are some that have been texting me and I've been out, you know, at the beach for a few days, but some have been texting me that Truthport's now becoming a powder keg and there's a lot of concern about that. Are you hearing that? Do you see that, and and are you taking some steps, some proactive steps now to try to address it?
4: Uh, I don't, I don't really hear that or see that, um, I, and I have. I think part of it has to do with uh, some of the unruliness that happened over the weekend, uh, but that that was really unruliness as opposed to riotousness. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, uh, and and I think there's a difference there. That doesn't mean that that. We don't have to get a control of, uh, of the unruliness, uh, but most of the people that were involved in that were, uh, and I, you know, I am concerned about the, uh, I'm concerned about the homicide, uh, the homicide rate. Uh, there's not a whole lot we could do to prevent homicide, uh, other than doing what we're doing. And that is trying to identify the people who might be players and see if we can't, um, confiscate their weapons and arrest them for having illegal weapons or being a person who can't have a weapon. Those are the things that we're trying to concentrate on. And uh, we're also working on a uh, a comprehensive plan that will come out of a symposium that was held last Thursday and Friday, sponsored by the Department of Justice, that uh, community members and all law enforcement-related personnel. Were involved in to come up with some real strategies to deal with some of the issues that we have. Uh, that was uh, I attended the beginning and the end of that. I was not able to attend the whole symposium, but it was uh, some very good ideas came out of that that will result in a plan and a plan of implementation.
3: Give me some some examples if you can.
4: Um, well, I, I I think the main thing is to is to use uh, is to use the community and cooperation among law enforcement efforts uh, and agencies to gather intelligence about who the players are, where they like to hang out, uh, the kinds of things where you might be able to be present for some of these things, um, and at least put them under a microscope. So I will look for it. It will be a detailed plan, and the Justice Department will uh, summarize the notes, but I have not received all of those
0: yet. Okay, Tom, for those that uh, that may not be familiar with what we're talking about though, on Friday night, uh, it seems that basically the party crowd spilled out into the street from one of the nightclubs in downtown, and uh, it, it literally went into the street. They were blocking traffic, dancing on cars, and you make a good point. It wasn't in anything in anger. It wasn't any uh, riotousness. It was just uh, on lawlessness, and and uh, but what what uh, are you and Shreveport Police Chief Wayne Smith doing to address that?
4: Well, I met with uh, both the fire chief and the police chief for about an hour Monday morning, and uh, to develop some strategies, uh, not all of which I'm willing to disclose, <laughs> uh, because I think some of them will be effective and more effective if I don't disclose them. Um, but uh, they're also looking at the videos to determine to what extent this was um, a semi-spontaneous street party, and I know there was some of that, uh, and to what extent there was encouragement by any of the uh, any of the institutions uh, that are down there to encourage people uh, in that behavior, and uh, I we have a lot of. Uh, video from private places uh, that had cameras up there and from the real-time crime center. So we're evaluating that to see if there aren't some uh, citations or warnings or something like that
0: that need to be given. Yeah, because what I understand, to... one of the clubs actually has speakers on the roof to f- to feed that music into the street, and the DJs were encouraging people to be disruptive
4: That's one of the things that's under investigation.
0: Yeah.
3: Mayor Arsenault, let's switch switch gears a minute to the smoking ban in the casinos. I ran the numbers. Um, Yeah, I did do a little work on vacation. I actually had some help. Um, The revenues are down for all the casinos except for Margaritaville. Um, And the casinos want to blame it on the smoking ban. I know you don't have a vote in this, but you could have a veto. Um, the council passed this uh, three years ago. It went into effect in August of 21 to ban smoking in the Shreveport casinos. How does Mayor Tom Arsenault feel about that ban? Do you support it?
4: I'm very interested in seeing the numbers. Unfortunately, our neighbors in Bossier did not see fit to take the same uh, action, and I think some of sometimes the the um, sometimes the studies that reflect competition don't don't reflect the nearness of of another another casino but i i want to see how this plays out with the with the council the ordinance that is proposed just deals with 25 percent of the area i'm very concerned uh, uh, about the impact of secondhand smoke on the employees who don't have a choice they can't they, they don't if there is are smoking permitted those those employees who are like Dealers and table workers and uh, those those folks don't have a choice um, in their chosen profession, so it's a, it's something of great concern. I think we'll see it kind of play out over a little bit of time, and I'm going to take a wait and see for right now.
3: It is something you could possibly veto if it passes, correct?
4: I certainly have the power to do that. Yes,
3: is that something you would consider?
4: I have to look at all all of my options on depending on how the legislation actually comes to me. I'd be a little surprised if it comes to me in the particular form in which it was introduced, but that's a, those are council matters.
3: Have you heard from any of the casinos urging you or this administration to reverse the ban? Have they contacted you how did, do you know how this came about?
4: uh I believe they contacted council members they did not contact.
3: Okay. Lastly, before we wrap, did, I, I'm again. I've been gone a few days. Did they pass your measures to uh, shift those budget amendments to work on streets and lighting and blight? To have, is that final now?
4: It is final. They passed all of them, and so I'm very excited about that. That to me, that's the big news. The big news is that uh, we have nine and a half million dollars uh, being allocated to uh, street construction. We have a half a million dollars for additional demolition, uh, half a million dollars for, uh, other blight abatement, half a million dollars for, uh, for additional litter abatement, and a half a million dollars for the, um, for, uh, street light repair, not, not to put up lights, but, but just to repair lights, replace lights in places that, uh, that need lighting. So, that was a big part of the priorities that we uh, that we had when we came in and I'm delighted that the council uh saw fit to make those amendments and they all passed by 70 votes so I think it's important to remember that there's a lot of cooperation going on between the council and the
0: 101.7 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. Is it Friday yet, by the way?
3: Not quite.
0: All downhill from here, though. Middle mm-hmm. middle old a week. And uh, I told you my, my daughter gave my wife uh, a trip to Colorado, basically. Nice. Yeah, for Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. So they're going to Red Rocks, going to enjoy a concert. I don't even know who it is. Cool. Gary somebody. Nice. Um, yeah. So so they're going to have fun. That's
3: going to be a blast.
0: And 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 she, and she sets up things for me to do.
3: Oh, while you're while Just she's while
0: away, she's gone. you got a honeydew list. What well, it, it's it's places I have to go. It's like oh okay. Don't forget you got know, party Saturday night. You got to go to. Oh yeah. Like,
3: things she no. scheduled for y'all to do, and now you've got to go do.
0: I saw a post not too long ago and it was a guy this guy's just sitting in a chair and it said going to bed early not going out staying at home the mm. things that used to be punishments are now my life's goals right right and i'm like yeah gosh yes, i'm there
3: exactly i'm exactly. there
0: i talked to a friend of mine one time and he said yeah i gotta go to such and such he goes
3: mm-hmm.
0: i just want to stay home
3: yeah yeah <laughs> By the way, if you have not yet made your reservations for um, Sunday, that is the biggest eat out day of the year. Right. Yeah, uh, it, so restaurants will be packed, and they're going to be packed from brunch all the way through lunch and dinner. So, and I told her she could up.
0: supersize her meal. Oh, on did Mother's you? Day if she wanted to, what a yeah. guy! I what know, a great right? son, man. On the drive
3: through. Wow. Yeah. Oh, not even going in. Okay, <laughs> that's good. You know, if you packed a picnic lunch. And took your mom to a park on a pretty day. She'd love it. She would be all about it. She'd love it. Throw a Frisbee with her. She's down.
0: And and look, my mom would do it.
3: (laughs) Oh, you
0: bet. (laughs) You'd think my mom was my sister.
3: She's amazing. It's, she yeah, really is amazing. I know and I'm blessed. Just be I'm sure blessed. you take care of mom. Sunday is Mother's Day lest we forget.
0: Glad to have you back.
3: Yes, I'm back. My voice is not quite back. I'm working on that. You're I'm sounding be...
0: better than you were earlier this morning already, though.
3: Uh, you know, I I think I did uh, I, I did a couple of shots. You thought this was water? Uh uh. Uh uh. Uh
0: uh. Don't tell the boss. What do you keep pouring in that sonic glass? <laughs> what is that kind of coffee? <laughs> Mike and McCarty, make it a great Wednesday. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Moon Griffon coming up next. 101.7 FM, 710keel.com.